Hey, yo, Internets, you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show. What's going on, my man? Man, first and foremost, man, I don't ever want to lose the momentum and our support of our brother Taxstone, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my dude, you know, it, it's crazy what's going on. You got you, you got this obstacle in front of you, man, but but we love you. You know, free Taxstone, man. Free to stone. Internet, hashtag free to stone. What's going on with you, man? I'm chilling, man. First of all, we sound crispy, right? Super crispy. I want to give a shout out to Rode Microphones. Yes. They presented us with these amazing microphones. Amazing microphones that are to be used exclusively for, for the Combat Jack show. That's right. So, so Mena, man, please let the, you know, the, 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 the staff at Engine Room know. I mean, we're not getting, you know, all diva-ish and anything like that. But, you know, it's been a long time, man. All these shows are coming up. Yeah. But they've been kind of treating us, you know, like stepchildren, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't get the... um. What's the comic book shit? What's the comic book shit, man? We don't get loot crates. We never got a loot crate box, ever. I'm saying the only cast that really look out for us, man, consistently is Bevel, man. So, you know, the fact that Road came in and gave us this microphones and it sounds so clear, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's make sure that these yes. are. Spe- I don't want to hear. I don't want to smell nobody's mouth. You could take them home with you. I want to say I don't want to do all that shit. You can do that. You can. You know what? You you're responsible <laughs> no. for taking all the mics home. You screw them off and then put them in a box. You're the mic. You're the shout out to Road. Shout out to Road. Road mics, man. Listen, man, I, I want to jump into this right quick, man. This man, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it like this, man. This man and his lovely wife, his partner, yes, have shook up the literary world. I don't even want to say the black literary world because that's what they want to box us into. But over these past few years, man, his name has been ringing. I got to apologize to you, man, because there's been a lot of instances where we were supposed to meet. Yeah, no doubt. And, and it never happened, man. And, and I'm cool. just so glad, you know. I believe that things should happen at the right time, Absolutely. organically, man. And Absolutely. it just so happened that our, that our paths, you know, were able to cross today, man. I definitely welcome you um, to the Combat Jack Show, man. We applaud you for everything that you're doing. Internets, author of multiple bestsellers, breaking down the doors with Hollywood, mm. you know what I'm saying, um, and using our stories, you know what I'm saying? Even though, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't want to categorize, you know, but at the same time, lifting the genre of black lit, you know what I'm saying? Black literary books to such a new level. Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, man, Mr. Jaquavis Coleman. Did I get that right? Absolutely. Yo, yeah. what's up, man? Flint. How you Peace. doing, man? I'm good, brother. Thanks for asking. Man, first and foremost, man, what the fuck is going on in Flint, Michigan, man? Yo, you, you know, know this, this. I'll tell you, this internet, this episode was taped two weeks prior, but just today, you know, the, the, the clown administration just, just, just released some statement that the EPA has yeah. now announced that the, 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 the drinking water in Flint, Michigan Ridiculous. is safe to drink. Yeah, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken, my G, because mm. <clears throat> the same water we were drinking two weeks ago that was um, considered bad, now it's good. Right. Mm. So they feeding this to our babies. My mother is like taking showers with a bottle of water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, and it's it, been two years, right? Yeah, because it's the norm. It's crazy now. It's like our way of life. You know, it's, 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 third, it's third world quality yeah. plumbing, man. It's water, man. Yeah. It's water. Yeah. No, I don't want to get into it. I get emotional. No, no. You, you, but, but you know what you're supposed to. Absolutely. You're supposed to, man. It's, you know, we, we had Angela Rye on last week. Okay. And, okay. you know, you know, I was, you know, this shit is depressing, but she was yeah. like, you know, now's the time for us to really stay angry. Absolutely. And stay emotional. Yeah. Because these motherfuckers, you know, like I said, man, like, like there's no perfect, you know, presidential cabinet. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's no 
perfect yeah. presidential administration. But this one right here is obvious in how, in how they don't give a fuck about anybody's. Yeah, they ain't human, waste no time. No, either, no, man. no time. They don't give a fuck about women. Uh. They don't give a fuck about the LBGT. They definitely don't give a fuck about black people. They don't give yeah. a fuck about white people. Mm. So, internets, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, please, because because I get tired, I get depressed, yeah. I want to give up. But but we're all in this shit together, man. We got to keep attacking this shit because the shit that they did doing yeah. in Flint, Michigan, yeah. is a come fucking up. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a crime against humanity, man. Yeah, we gonna come up. Yeah. We gonna come up. We just need a little bit of help. And and I do want to say this, if you don't mind me, you know, like um even like the celebrities, the rappers trying to help, right? They get cases of water and send it up, right? But those only last us two weeks. Yes. Like, fuck giving us, fuck giving us fish, man. Give us a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. Come and sign some of them rappers. Sign some of these mm. uh, these uh, talented singers, black activists, um, Bring money journalists. to the community. Because we, we front flank, right. you dig? So we going to bring the money back to our people. Right. Because I don't expect you to feel for flint like i do right bring the money to the person that's going to bring it back to the hood and we can multiply it because one thing about flint we we are we're strong and we're going to survive and i'm sure y'all are a lot stronger having to undergo this shit yeah these past two two years man yeah we're gonna get up though we ain't gonna make it a cry fest yeah but just help us sign some of these niggas that's spitting sign some of these beautiful actors actresses um personalities we got noah watson Mm mm-hmm Phenomenal. Project Kobe, Veli Beretta, Cassius, Gun Hood Zeke. And I'm spitting this because we ain't going to never get this chance again. So Cassius I'm, I'm letting fire. it go. Cassius yeah, Cassius is fire. Is fire. Thousand, Meso, Pistol Bricks, Mook, Fats, Jimbo. We got niggas spitting. Don't don't send no $100 worth of water in the $500 U-Haul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us opportunity and watch what we do. Yes, sir, man. But it's cool. We gonna we gonna come up, man. Now we we. we I want to smile, man. I want to front. Nah, nah. Man. And you know what, man? Like, like yeah. you know, like I said, man. Going back, like, like Angela really affected me last week, man. Because, you know, I was asking her, you know, um, how do we how do we change, you know, the Democrat Party? You know, what I'm saying the, okay. the, that the, how do we change that? And she was like, "Yo, fuck the Republicans, fuck the Democrats. We got to take care of us right now." Politic ourselves. And, and just just that whole that whole paradigm shift. It's like you know what, I knew this, but I got it. We we got to take care of ourselves because ain't nobody giving a fuck about ourselves. Now let's let's get on to like something lighter, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Now, how you? I'm feeling, just glad man? to be. I'm good, man. I fuck with you, combat. Thank you. I man. love the show, man. Thank you, bro. Phenomenal. You know you uh you introduced me to podcasts. Really? Yeah, because I I never flew so. Long car rides, man. I found a gym. Right, like I was telling you earlier, man, I got mad when you guys got big. We didn't I, get, yo, we still, nah, man. yo, don't, don't, don't put nah. that, don't put that curse. We still on the come up, man. Nah. I always want to be on the come up, man. No, nah, man. When you when you say podcast, you think of combat, Jack. And I ain't saying that because I'm in front of you. Right. I used to have that gym, like, yo, listen to this. Let me shoot you this link. And they're like, yo, now I can't do it. Everybody know you. Now, thank you, bro. No, peace. Thank you, man. Like, you, you've had an incredible incredible journey man you've written books like the cartel and the cartel series yeah the murderville series man like 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 let's let's go to the beginning man like okay. since we since we started with flint and and since it's obviously someplace that, that you hold strong emotional ties to, yeah. man, how was it growing up in flint michigan man? um because you hear about detroit yeah. all the time yeah. you know i'm saying you never hear about flint flint's just now in the national 
yeah. spotlight because of the tragedy that's going on. But, yeah. like, tell us about Flint. Yo, man. you know what, man? I love my city, right? When I was younger and I used to, like, um, my mother was a crackhead. I love my baby. I love my mama, but she right. was a crackhead. Right. And, and, your, um, and your pops, too. Like, both yeah, of your yeah. parents were addicted to drugs. Yeah, absolutely. And um, at first I used to, like, curse at God. Being seven years old, like, yo, why the fuck this shit happening? You knew something mom, was wrong at seven. Yeah, yeah, because my mom, like, you know, it was times, like, I, I was telling a story where I'd be on the block and um, playing basketball, right? And it was a guy I looked up to. He was, like, 14. He had all the good moves, right? He's shaking niggas, right? So I'm like, yo, that's my guy. And um, he came to my house one day. He said, yo, that light-skinned woman here. I said, are you talking about my mom? I'm like, yeah. He went in there. Like, 20 minutes later. I'm saying the nigga I looked up to hitting my mom's E14. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I never told that story, right. but I just want to tell you that's what shit that I used to go to when I'm what pretty you mean sure. Your mom's like, like no, 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 no. Like you know, my mom was tricking. Right. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah, she was tricking. So I'm I'm hearing the nigga that I look up to. He 14. He ain't too much older than me. He a kid too. He hit my mom's, and it's like. I so just the shit I had to was, go through. What's that? What's that? At that mo- take us back to that moment. Yeah. What's that do to you? Well, I just was like, I hated him. Then I like, I just really didn't understand. I used to ask God like, why? But then when I got older, combat, I was like, I went through all of that so I can write about this, and mm. nobody can't fuck with me because I'm coming from a real spot. I'm coming from a real gutter. I really saw that. Mm. I ain't doing no shit I heard in the rap. Nigga, I knew about the struggle before I heard of Pac, bootleg, dating family, Naj. I knew about the struggle before I even fucked with music. Right, right, right. So that's why I think me and my wife excel. Because this is coming from a... Flint gives that to you. It gives you the criteria to be authentic. Right. And I wouldn't change it for the world. But at seven years <clears throat> old, man, like, like what... Because of se- you got two paths, man. You got mm-hmm. two choices, man. You could accept that, like you. No matter how many times you ask God why, that could be your destiny. You know what I'm saying? You could be locked in, and most people that you know what I'm saying that come from that, they have these two choices: like either I'm locked into this shit, yeah, and it's gonna be you know cyclical, mm-hmm. or I have the opportunity. Like, what gave you hope? What gave you the the vision to think that you could get out that shit? Well, you know what? To be honest, man, I really, I ain't see past that. I was just living in it. But, but I met this um, I met this young lady that was well-versed, saw the world. I met her at like 15. 15. And she kind of she kind of switched shit for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I want to get into that. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to get to that story, but, yeah. but between 7 and 15, yeah. what is your life like? Well, I was selling dope. Everybody, but see, niggas say that as a badge. Like, right. I've been selling dope since now. I had to. Right. It was like, how'd you get into it? Well, you know what? <clears throat> It was a guy that lived down the street, that nephew, right? And he, um, he was allegedly, a, yeah, 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 yo, allegedly, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kicking the real. It's all good. It's, it's it's years ago, years ago. So, <clears throat> a guy named nephew, um, he used to come down to the house, serve my mama, right? So it was a point where my mom, on the first of the month, she get her money, but she can't go outside because she owe all the little niggas money. She so people money. Think about she like yo. She, she pulled me close one day. She said, I'm about to put something in your hand. If you look inside, I'm going to whoop your ass. My mama a good woman. I'm not bashing. Right, I'm right. just keep, I'm keeping it real. Go and talk to nephew. He's going to put something in your hand. You bring it back to me. So I did that. And I continued, I continued to do that, right? 
So one day, nephew was like, yo, Quavo, that's what they call me, Quavo. Man, you know, you know what you be doing, man? I said, nah, he said, listen, man, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you, we called it a hoop ski back then, during the half year. When your mama wants something, you give her this, put the money up. You get half, I get half. Uh. Right? So I used to, my mama do that to me. I go to the shoebox, I walk around the corner, I come back. See, I'm, I'm so, I'm so mature, but I'm so naive. Right. I didn't understand I'm poisoning my mother. Mm. That's why I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Man. I, I hate selling dope. I, I hate it. Right. I feel guilty because I, I was serving my old bird. You know what I'm saying? And it just was, as I got older, I was like, damn, this is what I'm doing. I did this for years. Like her friends would come over there, party. I do the shit. Yo, I go and get a pack from nephew. Boom, boom. I mean, nephew did good business for years. Mm. And um, he ended up getting murdered. And, um, you know, that was my life. I actually went into foster care um, when I was like, 10 it was 10 or 11 they came and got you yeah they came and got us they came and got us how, I guess how many so. of y'all was it um me my little brother and my little sister i'm okay. the oldest right and we we're all two years apart like right. you know so 10 years old they came and got us separated we in foster homes what's that do to y'all man um i don't know man when you so little man you ain't really it don't hurt yet you know but it's scary as fuck though right hell yeah because you know, I don't know if you know about foster homes. You don't really stay in one place for too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people, like, you only want people under 12. You know, so when you get to 12, you got to go, you know what I'm saying? Then once you get past that age when people ain't really doing it for the love of children, they're right. doing it for the paycheck. Right. So, you know, then I'm being a knucklehead. I'm still selling dope because I'm used to the money now. Right? I ain't saying I was no kingpin, but I was. But you making you something. Yeah, a little bit. Right. A little bit. And um, that makes you move from home to home. You know, and then my brothers, I mean, I'm sorry, my brother and sister is doing the same thing. So I never really had stability. I had stability when I got older. Right. And, you know, I met my wife. That's, yeah. it was like my first, like, yo, all right, we stay, we're going to rock out, let's do it. Right. You know. So, so you, you selling drugs mm-hmm. throughout these formative years of your childhood. Absolutely. Right? But what are your aspirations, man? Like, you know, you know, like your morality is starting to, like, you, you say you were a kid, but you yeah. you know you were mature, but you were still a kid. But yeah. something you were still aware enough. A lot of people go through life not being aware that they're doing some wrong yeah. shit because of their environment. Like you know you're doing some wrong shit. What's what's your aspirations? What man? You know what the crazy thing is? I was talking to my man, and I was like, "Yo, you know what, man? I used to pray for a brick, man. Mm. Ain't that crazy, bro? I used to pray. I'm praying to God, and and not even thinking like the moral compass. Like I'm not thinking I'm wrong." I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to get to a brick, nigga. I need the whole thing so I can do this. I want to wholesale now. So at a young age, I'm on my knees praying to God, yo, I need a brick. Give me a plug. You know, that's, man, that was the president of the United States to me. Right. I get a brick, nigga. I'm going to flood it. You understand? <laughs> I just need a plug. Right. Give me a plug where I can do what I can do. And I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that was my whole thing. I don't think I really saw past that. Right. I wanted a brick. And 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 when you came up on a brick, man, and when you when you when you mm-hmm. moved that shit, man, like, yeah. was you making decent money? Yeah. I mean, when yeah. you look back, was you making decent money for that age? Yeah, I did good. I did very well, actually. Right. right. And what was you doing? Like, what was you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, well, listen, like I wasn't really like after I got like to like fourteen, fifteen, I was like wholesale because my OG always told me like, nigga, don't cook that up. Like, keep it soft. You gonna get in less trouble. I didn't even understand what he was saying. You gonna get in less trouble. You keep it soft. I'm like, come on. That's for the white boy. 
You let them cook it up. Right. right? So me, I never really did the rock thing after I got a little bit older. I got straight blow, right? So it was wholesale. <sighs> Niggas don't understand how to hustle. I had older niggas kind of teach me how to hustle. We ain't, it ain't in the sale. I made ten dollars here, twenty dollars here. It's the wholesale, right? It's the wholesale. If I can get a whole thing for thirty, and I can sell it thirty-two, that's two thousand. It ain't okay. Maybe I can make more money breaking it down, but I can run through them bricks quick. Right. You understand? So the math add up. So if I can sit down, if I can do two bricks a month, four thousand. Boom. Then boom, boom. That's how I was doing it. So I was never like on the block, breaking it down, sitting in the I ain't sitting in the trap house. That shit for movies. The smart, <laughs> the smart niggas gonna sit back and make the plays like a football team. So I'm like, All right, I'm gonna do this. Boom, boom. I know in the first he gonna pick up that. So I sat down. I sat down and watched niggas. First, that's when I got to action. That was my time. Right. Other niggas can hustle first fifteens, then you standing on the block all day. That shit don't make no. The math don't add up to me. Yeah, you, you understand you what I'm saying? Those numbers. Yeah, like man, you, come on. You're a McDonald's worker. Yeah, nigga, you're working 100 hours, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the streets is, is, I would imagine the streets of Flint. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a fucking beast. Savage. It's a dragon. Yeah, man, I love my niggas, though. Man, everybody from Flint got that that spunk. Right. That you can't buy. Yeah. You got to live it. So so while you're doing this, man, while you're flipping these bricks, man, mm-hmm. what what keeps you connected to school? Um... You know what, man? I was always studious, man. <laughs> and you know, I used to get in trouble in school, right? But I, I don't know why, because I wasn't a bad kid. Was you flashy a little bit? No, never that. See, no, no Jordan. Nah, man, y'all New York niggas fucked it up, right? Like, <laughs> I was taught, like for real, like all the niggas I knew that was getting money looked like a janitor. You know what I'm saying? The, the New York niggas, like, no, let me not say New York niggas. Nah, say New York niggas. No, no, like, like hip hop. Like, say Harlem niggas. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Specific. Yo, like, to me, and where I came from, that's not like, that's not how you move. Mm. If you're really getting money, you could walk around with 20 bands, or you can walk around with $20, and you still look the same. Nigga won't know. You know what I'm saying? Nigga won't know how you moving at all. That's how I, I was taught. Move around like a janitor. All the niggas I know, was getting money, no flashy cars, and they kept their job. They working in the shop, but they moving bricks on the weekend. Yo, I read something, man, where, where there was a sign. You used to work at, a, at, a, at an auto shop, right? Or you used to be yeah. by an auto shop. No, you know what? This guy, um, well, I ain't going to say his name. He owned uh, one of the most notorious car washes on the south side. And it was like my, today he's my best friend. He's my father. You know what I'm saying? He's my, uh, he's my lawyer. He just, he's like... He taught me, right? And um, he pulled me into this car wash, and he just taught me to look at things from a business level. He the one taught me about the flash. Like, you let them niggas on the TV screen, New York niggas, you let, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that, man. Yeah, you let them do that. This is how we move. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want you to dress like this. This is how you move. Because power moves in silence. Mm-hmm. Power moves in silence. You understand what I'm saying? So, me, I never, man, listen, I never had a, um, I want you never had the Cuban. Man? I ain't never wanted, man. Right. Like I, I just want to make sure my shit fresh. Make sure I smell good, teeth clean, haircut, and move like it. a boss. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how a boss moves. Yeah, mm. you understand? What I'm that's how I move. Right, right. You know. And, but at the same, like, so, so, but, but, but there was a sign. He had to sign up. Yeah, right? yeah. Tell and it, it told you, like, um, wow, that's you did your homework. Man, come <laughs> you on, did your homework, man. For how long now? Yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yes. come on, man. Yeah. So he, um. He listed the crimes and how many years you got if you got 
uh, convicted of those. So what the signs say, man? So it was like armed robbery, X. I can't remember the years, right, X right. amount of years. Right. Um, possession of cocaine, X amount of years. So it was a constant reminder. And it was on the wall. It was painted on the wall. Man, right? He got a big, a big mural just painted, right? And and yo, that's ill. He, he was a boss because he's thinking about this, right? And he thinking about the community. Yeah, man. He, I mean, it had to cost money. Man, he right. just when you walked into this car wash, it just was how it was, nigga. You do this, this was gonna happen. They gonna spank you. You know what I'm saying? This is how it's coming. So. I love him for that. Everybody know who he is. Man. I love him. He's still my he, he my best friend. You know, that's my guy. But what's the mentality? What's the psychology? You say you were studious. Yeah. But as a child, man, like, because you're still a child, a man yeah. child. You out here, you you, you you flipping these things, but at the same time, you in school. Yeah, man. You know what, man? I um The reason why I think I was so good at English, man, it was a, it was a teacher named Miss Robinson. Right? I love her. Mildred Robinson. She, um... <laughs> like I get kicked out of class. She was an English teacher. Right. Like she used to just make me read books. What books? These, what books? Um, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Which one Robert was your Frost. Favorite? Which one was your favorite? Shakespeare. It's it's between Macbeth and Othello. Mm, Macbeth is some serious shit. Yeah, too. because it was mind manipulation, right, and right. it was from a woman, from a stance of power, and that was so intriguing to me because I'm all I'm always used to um seeing males in the dominant position. So to see this woman play. Uh, puppet master to these powerful men. It's crazy. So she just made me sit in the corner, read books, write. She would give me a random topic, write about this. Yeah, and I wrote. I got good. You know, I got good. Did she did she notice this gift in you from the from the get or did she I don't know. Or was she like that with every student? You know what? She probably was. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just I ain't really know. I just know that kind of transformed into me being a um avid reader. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck all the other shit. I think I got D's and C's right. with everything with else the, English. English, which is, which, which is, you know, I mean, you know, I just saw this mural the other day. Yeah. This morning, actually, of most deaf. And it said, like, when I, when I grew up, I wanted to paint words. I wanted to paint picture, paintings with words. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're and saying. And it, it gives you that freedom. And what was the Robert Frost thing you've read? Um, I think... It was poems. He two used roads. To, um, road less traveled. I think that was Your my road, favorite two one. Two roads diverged in a yellow yeah. wood. Yo, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I love his perspective. Right. How y'all can go on two different right. paths and kind of go to the same thing. So did this give you confidence, man? But did this give you confidence that you wasn't getting anywhere else? Well, I mean, you, yeah, you had I mean, confidence on a street level, yeah, on a business level, but in terms of like. You know what? It was just was something. It was a seed that she was watering. I just didn't right, know. Right. It ain't really come out till later. Right. I just like I always read. Right. Like I I always read. That was my thing. Right. And um, just through that, when I eventually started writing, it came like water. Like right. I used, like we used to write books like just, and I ain't know why I could write this good so quick, and people was feeling it. But that's why. Right. Shit. When I was little boy. You know, and reading these books and, you know. And, and, and even giving you that, you know what I'm saying? When you look at Shakespeare, man, Shakespeare yeah. had this ability to take, like, common human drama. Absolutely. And break it down. Like, even to, like, the most, you know what I'm saying, to the most raunchy of shit. Like, he, he yeah. wasn't about cleanness. He broke it down. Absolutely. And what I loved about Shakespeare is um, he was a tragedy writer. Because the main character was going to die. Right. And he'll tell you in the beginning. Right. But the thing that made him great is you didn't know how. Right. And he spun it 
And even though he let you know the person was going to die, you kind of forget it through the story. He just was a master at that. It's just figuring out how was this character going to die. And his, his deaths were, like, poetic. Like, he make dying seem good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's like I mean, the Julius worst shit. Caesar, man, when they, yeah. when they set him up and he was like A2 Brutai. Absolutely. I'll never forget that shit. I'll never yeah, forget. Like, even like, you know, when when I'm dealing with somebody mm-hmm. and there's an issue at hand and I ask them, they're like, nah, as thou doth protest too much. <laughs> I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. So, so, Real so shit. okay, so, so you in high school. Uh-huh. You live in this double life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. Um, at, at 16 years old, yeah, this incident happens that changed your life dramatically. Let's get into that, and this led into you meeting. Oh your yeah, future wife. yeah. So um, this one particular day, I had this white boy that was he was copping. I just met him. He was just copping, right? And then one day he said, "Yo, I need a, I need a nine piece." So you know me, that's money. What's um, a nine piece? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm totally square with this. Nine ounces. Okay, a blow. So at this point, I should have known. Now in retrospect. It didn't seem right because he, he buying zips every day, which is an ounce, right? right? He buying them shits every day, and then all of a sudden, he's going to a nine-piece. Really, he was just said me. It was the overplay for the underplay. Right, right, right. right, so the nigga hit me like, yo, Quavo, I need woo-woo. So I'm like, all right, bet. Meet me at the same spot. So I pulls up, and <laughs> the, the crazy shit I had, anybody tell you in the city, I had a bright red 84 colors on 24s. The dumbest shit, right? Right, right. This, this, so this, you going this, against all the rules. Yeah, yeah. This this was the this was the first and flashy car, car I got. Yeah, it was my car. Right. Right? And I think I just had it maybe like a couple weeks. And um, pulls up. He's in the car. And then when I'm walking to his car, I was going to get in his car. And we was going to swap it out. I heard a, you know, the little police chirp. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, fuck it. I turned around, got back in my car. Your gut. You was listening to yeah. your gut. Pulled out. As soon as I pulled out, I saw two black cars coming. Boom. So, boom. We got a street called Clio Road. I hit it. You understand? Hit it. Boom. So, I'm thinking like, yo, now I'm not finna get in a high-speed chase with her. So, I'm like, yo, fuck it. Pulled into this church on Clio. Now, the church, if you hop the fence, you could be on the opposite side of the uh, street. It's like a whole nother street once right. you got the fence. All right. So, hop the fence. Had the joints in my uh, in my hand. The I threw it in. Yeah. Threw it in the bush, kept running, right? So I kind of slowed down, let them catch up with me. So now these cats jumping out. They handcuffed me. And was this your closest call ever, man? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm thinking, like, I ain't got shit on me. Fuck it. All right, so handcuff put me on the curve. And he was like, yo, I saw him throw it in that bush over there. So, yo, my heart dropped. I'm like, yo, I'm finna get nabbed on some bullshit. It's a nine piece. Right? You think about the time, man. Yo, because it's, it's, it's embedded in my head. How many years is that, man? Um, shit, I don't. I can't tell you. Right, right. But it wasn't nothing light. You right, understand? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, no. So they handcuffed me, and um, he told his partner, "Yo, go and look in that bush. I saw him throw it in there." So I'm over. I'm shaking. I'm scared than a motherfucker, right? You know they're going to find us. I already know because that's exactly where I put it. They're going to find know? a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a whole chicken, but it was like, yeah. It was nine beasts, nine yeah, wings. Caught, right? <laughs> so, um, so he went and checked, shook down the bush. He like, yo, it's not there. The dude like, yo, I saw him. Yo, come over here. I'm going to check. So he went and checked. He said, where the fuck did you put it? 
Mm. I'm like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm thinking like, yo, God got my back. It's, he, he finally came for me, right? <laughs> all, them, all them years yeah. praying, right? Yeah, he came for me. So I'm like, yo, they, so they questioned me. Yo, where is that? Let me go, right? So I went you, home. You, you, you like. Yo, fuck that nine you piece. Shake, I, you, I don't even want it no need. more. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you shake, yo, you shaky at that yeah. point? You like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I'm going to keep it G. You know, I was shaking. I was scared of the motherfucker. That adrenaline. I'm, yeah. So, um. They had me on the curve handcuff. They let me go after like an hour, right? So later that night, I got a call from a friend. She said, yo, Quavo, she's like, I got somebody want to talk to you. I said, all right, who is it? Yo, this this chick named Ashley. She, uh, I'll say she look good. She said, yeah. Uh, you wasn't that shit, right? <laughs> no, just later. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she like, uh, yeah, um, she want to talk to you. So put her on the phone, and she said, yo, um, that was my house that you ran behind today. Like, I picked it up for you. I got it. I hung up on her. Boom. Why'd you hang up on her? Because I, I ain't know. I was kind of spooked. Right. You, so, you don't know if this is another setup yeah, or some shit. Yeah. The next day, the young lady called me. Not my not my wife. but Your friend. Yeah. She said, yo, no, like, she want to talk to you. She got something for you. So I went over there. Yo, my wife put the nine piece in my lap. Mm. Nothing missing. Nothing. She put it in my lap. Yo, that was my best friend. She ain't left my passenger seat since then. Yo, listen, when she you know put that shit on your lap, what is going through your mind? I thought she was the realest bitch ever. Wait, and, she, and, and she's yeah. beautiful, right? Yeah. And she, and she's Come beautiful. on, man. I've seen pictures man, of no baby, disrespect. Man, phenomenal, right. man. Phenomenal. But you know what? My, my wife is beautiful, man. But think about it. Her inside is more beautiful. You what, understand? What drove her? I don't know. Cause she, you my, never asked My her? wife a good girl. Right. Like, she like, what's was, her path like? And I wish she yeah, was here, man. What, yeah. What's her trajectory? Because you came up. Yeah, no, she came up rough as well, but she wasn't like, you know, single parent household. You know what I'm saying? She ain't, no, no drug shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But she had a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? She was very, very intelligent. Right? So she, I, before she was 16, like, she went to Japan on a student exchange. Mm. And um, just real, like, she was real studious, right? Right. But when I met her, we had a mutual um, love for books. Our first date was at a bookstore. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And um, I kind of used to just hide it, but she was like, uh, yo, you read this? I'm like, yeah, you read that? She's like, you at read 16. this? 16. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you the book. That's amazing. I'm going to tell you the book, the coldest winner, the coldest winner ever. Mm. She was like, yo, you read that bye, book? Bye, bye. Uh, Sister Soldier. Yes. And she paid the way. I give all the props to her because she, she did it first. And um, that's the only book I didn't read. She gave it to me. And I was like, yo, they write shit like this? She was like, yeah. She was like, you know, this is my favorite book. So, man, we just got the, you know, me, we were going by two of the same books, read it at the same time and talk for hours. So you had your own little romantic book club. Yeah, that's my nigga. I, mean, I used to be in the shower. She would sit on the toilet, read the book to me. I'd be on the stove. she read it to me. You know what I'm saying? She uh be in a bathtub. i sit, read the book to my lady. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my dog. That's my nigga. She got sisters? <laughs> Slow down, kid. But but at the same time though, at, at the same time that that that, and 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 yo man, I'm not even trying to be cliche, but this shit yeah. is mad s- s- yeah. Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so so, but you still in the streets? Like like you you still you still in yeah. the streets? Yeah, yeah, man. We um and at that point, you know, at that point, um, I was emancipated. Um, I wrote a letter to the judge, and um. I was able to get my own apartment at 16 years right. old. And um, her living situation, 
I let her say it. I don't want to just tell her business, right? right? But her living situation wasn't what she wanted it to be. And right. I saw it. And it just, I was like, every time I dropped her off, I had that feeling in my stomach. She wasn't happy. You knew that. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. So um, my mother-in-law, I love her to death. I just was like, yo, here goes some money. And I said, yo, I know I'm only 16, but, like, but I love your daughter. She never had to come back. Like, I got my own apartment. It ain't that big. It ain't that fancy, but it's mine. You know, and I'm going to take care of her. And she said, like, you know what? Where's this coming from? Where's this? Where's I don't this? know. And she said, you know what, Quay? She said, I believe. Mm. And she did it, man. So you got to think about it. We going to high school. And we, we live in our apartment. You know what I'm saying? And that was my dog. That was, that was my best friend. That's my dog. Now, we end up um, our senior year. Um, she helped me. She used to make me go to school, like, get up, go to school, do this, right? What, so, what, what, she, what, was, what was her attitude, though, about you being in the streets, though? You know what, man? Man, my girl's such a G. She's like, yo, I'm fucking with you. Like, yo, how you do that? And I'm going to tell you, um, I never really got on the stove. But when she, you know, when she got on the stove, she, we call it a wrist. She used to make it come back. Like, it was something. People don't understand, like, cooking crack is a science. It's a science experiment. You got to catch it at the right time. You got to drop the ice in there at the right time. So certain people just better than other people because they cadence in the wrist. My wife had that So wrist. she was Betty Crocker with that man, shit. Listen. She Betty was, Crocker with listen, the wrist, boy. Listen, think, you think about it. I ain't never fuck with the hard. So this is a new game to me, and I'm coming with that whip. You hear me? Mm. And she was my secret weapon, so start killing them. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, 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 so you killing it in the streets now? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We, we get money, right? We get money, right? So, um, <laughs> we, um, she ended up getting pregnant. This she had to be 18 when she was pregnant. So, and y'all both the same age? So yeah, was, we both same age. So y'all was 18. Yeah, both 18. Yeah. So, so y'all cooking for two years. Yeah, and life, life is good, right? Getting to it, right? Getting, but you know what? We want living. I traded him that red car. We want living flashy. Right. You understand? We we moved out the hood. You stacking paper? Key. You absolutely, right. absolutely. And um, she was like, "Yo, uh, like we should go to college." One of the white boys I was serving, he was up there. He used to come down every week, and I'm like, "Yo, shit, let's go to that college." It was Fair State, so we went to college. And um, and what was your majors? Um, she was English and me was, I mean, I was in business, business administration, okay. to be exact. And um, we went to college and um, we actually wrote the book before we went to college. Okay. I'm kind of jumping ahead. Like, yeah, but, how'd y'all get into writing? Well, you know what? She got pregnant and she um, had an eptopic pregnancy. That's when like the baby's in the tube, right? Mm. So she like, she bled and it was just horrible. Like we were so happy too, man. Like we would go to Walmart at three o'clock in the morning and go shopping, the whole closet, right? We had all unisex shit because we right. didn't know if it was a boy right, or a girl. Right, but right. we were so happy. As soon as we found out she was pregnant, we got to it. You know what I'm saying? We buying everything that we see, you know? So one night she got up, she was bleeding, like, everywhere. So, boom, took her to the hospital. She had an eptopic pregnancy. And she she was real sore. This is a surgery they had to do. To, so she had to stay in the bed for, like, four weeks, and she was just crying every day. And my wife's strong, right. crying every day. So I'm like, yo, she didn't feel like reading. So I said, yo, I bet you I can write a better book than you. I'm trying to get her mind right, off right, of right, it. Right, 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 And my wife, like, you got to meet her. She aggressive. She like, nigga, no, you can't. I'm like, I bet. She like, I bet. She started to write a what, book. What was the bet? It was, um, I, I forgot what we bet on. I, I read it, it was, was a cash. It was $100. 
It was a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Yeah. You bet. You bet your your lady hundred dollars. Who could write a better book? Yeah, and she's so competitive, right? She got it from me. She's very competitive, and that was the first time she kind of stopped crying. And she like, nigga, I could write a better book than you. I say, no, you can't. So, boom, I'd be by the bedside. She'd be writing, and we'd switch after a couple hours. And she was just switched like, in terms of writing each other's books. Yeah, like, well, no, we'll switch. She would read mine, and I would read hers. Uh. And, uh-uh. This is amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was like, yo, this is the best shit I ever read. And I was like, yo, this is the best shit I ever read. And y'all not gassing each other. No, no, because we that's not our relationship. Right, right. right we wouldn't last if we was on some Fugazi shit. Right, right. So she was like, yo, if you put this in my book and I put this in your book, yo, we started to write a book. Listen, mm. we locked ourselves in the house. We wrote this book. I mean, we same clothes. It's crazy. Same clothes. Not going out. Wrote Dirty Money. That was our first book. Dirty Money. Yep. It, it took us like two weeks. But remember, she was going through that shit. She yes. forgot about it. Man. Yeah. She forgot about it. And, and how do y'all discipline yourselves? Because writing is not easy. I wrote one book, man. <laughs> and, 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 and I can't, you know, people are like, yo, combat, when are you going to write another book? I'm like, yeah. ah. <laughs> I might have to hire your Cravers. We're going to work, Because I can't do that, man. <laughs> no, man, you know what Um, my OG that I was telling you about, he told me, he said, it's like a building, right? If you um cut through this way, that's the easiest route. Everybody going to go that route, though. So you end up going to get piled up at that door. Take the long way. Take the hard way. And what's the long way, man? That's going at it. Right. Not saying no to anything, going at it. So that's how our um our attitude was. Like, and yo, the training, it's a training. It's like yeah, training your writing muscles. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to say you're going to do something. You got to do it. Like, right. yo, we're going to write 5,000 words a day. 5,000 words a day. Yeah, you got to do it. And, and, and trust me, I used to write, when I was blogging, I used to write a minimum. Like, my average was 2,000 words a day. Mm. And that shit, is not, that shit is not fucking easy. Nah, it's, nah, that it's shit not. is not easy. You just got you. You got to know what you want in life. Like right. when we got in the game and we found out we could make some money, we wanted to be the best ever. But how'd you know you could make some money out of this shit? Okay, all right. So we went to Ferris. We had our book done, right? So we sent it off to we, whom? Um, Kensington, Kensington Urban Books. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So we sent it off. We actually sent it off to a lot of people. Right. We went to college. I'm still selling. <laughs> I was going home. To make a sale, right. and my wife called me like, and you Yo. and you y'all used to trap out the dorm room now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know the white boys. I'm like, oh, this is a little bit safer. Right. I ain't fucking with no weight because the white boy. You know, what I'm saying yeah. the college community, college campus. It was is, is the best. Is the yeah. fucking best trap house. Yeah, in America, it's like a storefront yeah. store, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, they they not dropping down because they they want to keep that shit moving. Absolutely, y'all yeah. got an agreement. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Y'all got a little business relationship, and you had, and you and you had specific customers. You like you so yeah. you knew who to trust. Absolutely. Then right. you know you got a boy on the other side of the of the uh, campus that he kind of fuck with. You give him something like yo, just get this back to me on Friday. Right. You know what I'm saying. And niggas can't go nowhere, so you can give out. You know, you can give out consignment. You know, yo, you make sure when you get that, hit me back. Yeah, Close Co- real cooperative button. economics. Yeah, so Ujima. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm on my way back home. I got a car, right? I used to hide all my dope in her, uh, her dorm. Yo, they want to sign this. I said, what? She said, I got the letter right here. They said they want to sign dirty money. Come home. Which publisher? No, this was Urban Books. Okay, right. So, we like. All right, boom, I turned around, I came back. 
when I'm coming in, she's dumping all my dope down the toilet. Why? She like, yo, we we just We're got signed. The like they said, they want to sign us. Right. Like, so how much dope is she dumping? Yo, I had like a. I don't want to misquote because I don't want to lie. Right. I don't know. It's probably like a, ten thousand. Like I read somewhere between ten and mm, between ten and forty. That's what yeah. I'm reading. Yeah, I would. No, I would, it wasn't heavy like right, that in right. college. I ain't gonna front. I, right. I probably had a couple zips. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I had a couple zips, right? So. She flushing the shit down the toilet. And you like, what the fuck are you doing, baby? Yo, I grabbed her like, yo, baby, what you doing? Hold on. She's like, yo, no, no. They want to sign us. They said they're going to fly us out to New York. So I'm like, all right, baby. You hadn't been to New York before? Never, never, uh, never been you in New York. before? No, nah, that was my first time yo. flying. Yeah, so it was just like big city of dreams. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm thinking we finna come up here and get a million dollars. Man, our first deal was like 2000 2000 but, but she flushed maybe triple. Yeah, you know, this is 6000 now, yeah. Yeah, so. Were you tight a little bit? Or? Hell yeah, when I found out what it was. But that what kind of made us It legitimized you. Yeah, because, you know, we told the publisher, at that point, I'm thinking I'm a businessman. I'm yeah. 17. I'm like, yo, we want uh we want forty thousand a book. He was like, "Now nah, I give you four. He's like, "Only how I'm gonna give you forty thousand if you write ten books." Uh-huh. I said, "Okay," because I, I felt it was a jab. Right. So me and my wife was like, "Yo, you ready?" Mm. We wrote ten books in two months. The fuck. Yeah. Five thousand yeah. word a yeah, day. Five, right? So 5, basically, it's ten thousand words because it's you and her. Yeah. So ten thousand a day. So that's real simple. It's not that hard right. if you're ready to work. Right. Right. So and how, and and roughly, man, like like for the listeners and for me, mm-hmm. man, roughly yeah. how many words in a book? Man? It's about eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. We do about eighty thousand. Right, right, right. So if you do the math, we can do it at in a week. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a book so, a week. Yeah. But two we months. Was, yeah, but we was going. I think we wrote about between eight and ten books. Right. So we just. Boom, we brought it back to him, right? He put them out. We go back to our regular lives. Y'all get that 40000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he paid us, right? Clear. And, um, this is your know, first legitimate check. Yeah, but we ain't even know. Like, we ain't even know we was big because we ain't fuck with the internet. Like, where I'm from, we don't really do the social media. It wasn't, that shit was corny. What year was this? Uh, what year was it? Oh, six. Okay, so the, so so it was like Black so, Planet so type Black shit. Planet, Mi Gente, yeah, yeah. MySpace, Facebook, Facebook still, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we we ain't really in tune with this right. shit. So I think we came to New York for a book signing. That motherfucker was wrapped around the corner. We in Harlem, right? Where did we do that book signing at? I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure, but it was wrapped around the corner. Um, we went to the Harlem Book Fair, right? right. And um, motherfuckers telling us like, yo, y'all the hottest things in the street, yo. We hit the New York Times on our next release. You know, that's it's, you New York Times there. bestseller. Absolutely. <sighs> Cartel, absolutely. And um And you not even knowing what this means. No, nah, like, we didn't. You, you probably never read, and this is no disrespect to you, yeah. you probably never read the New York Times. Absolutely not. Right, right. I didn't know it was a big deal like yeah. that until we started getting these calls, then agents start calling then. You know? And it's just y'all. Y'all don't have nobody representing y'all. None. We just doing business ourselves. Right. We did that for a long time. And uh I think we was prepped for it, and we we did okay, man. We got one of the we got the best literary agent in the world. He he represents uh, Kanye, Khaled. Mm-hmm. He just did the Kevin Hart deal. Nice, Mark Joe. He's a beast. What, and he's what, one of my is he, is closest he independent friends. Or what, what agencies? No, he's with uh he's with uh, UTA. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's with UTA. And um and y'all are signing these things and getting in these deals and not even knowing what it means. Well, I know what it means now. I mean, but back, the then, but back then, right, right, right. Yeah, like the initial. Um, getting the agent and shit, it was just kind of, but um, after we got the the agent and saw how much we was about to get paid, stop selling dope, man. 
stop selling dope. That was like eight years ago. Was that hard to do? No, because I made more on my deal than I ever made selling dope. Right. You understand? So it was just, it was a good time, man. Right. It was a good time because it was like the transition. And like that's, that's when I realized all the shit I went through. It was training. It was training. training. It was giving us knowledge Discipline. to write about this shit. Right. Yeah, so it worked right. out. Um, yo, there's a story, man, I heard. Okay, you heard it. That, that um, oh, man. at a certain point you was out in Las Vegas, <laughs> right? Okay. Handing out Jehovah Witness pamphlets. Yo, I'm not telling that story. And you're not, not telling, telling that? You, what's, what's, what? I, and, and then you meet right, a legendary I, figure. All right, so we'll keep the names all right. Yeah. So me and my wife love Vegas. So um, they have it's, these and, little... And this is after you in the book game? Yeah, this is after, right? And, um, so you you Jehovah Witness? No, 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 no. But this guy was on the bus passing out pamphlets. And um, they have these trolleys that go up and down the street, right? So if you want to get from one side of the strip to the next side, you take this little bus. So this guy was um, talking um, shits of the, of the Lord and handing us these pamphlets. And I said, yo, you know what, brother? I said, man, you look like whoop-de-whoop, right? And, yo, his, the blood in his face just kind of dropped. And I was like, oh, shit, my wife noticed it. So I was like, yo, that was, we just, saw, we just saw a documentary on Right. He had a documentary on, I think, Netflix. Yes. So I'm like, yo. And that was just the craziest shit to me, right? I saw this Harlem legend, you know. In Vegas, that shit. What'd that do to you, man? Like, like nah, I ain't do nothing. That right. just was something. It was a funny story. Right. Like, you know, we really saw this nigga. Like, he, for you to be high and you moving around like that, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. So, right so let me ask you something, man. Mm-hmm. Going back to when y'all made that bet, man, after all these years, eight years now, right? Absolutely. Who's the better writer, you or, you or Ashley? You know what? I lay with the best writer in the world every night, and she do the same. Right. So, 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 so it's like Jay and Bay. It's like, it's like J&B because you know what I'm saying it's like well, I mean we just work real hard right I think she the best female writer in the country I think right. I'm the best male writer yo New York Times listed y'all last year uh-huh. as probably the most successful uh-huh. writing couple in America yeah that was an honor too right black white honor. the whole nine yeah yeah that was an honor that was a big thing for us I and, appreciate and you, that. You, do you believe that yeah I do right not, not because of the writing, man, just because of the the work. I know what we do, and we really had these in-depth discussions about our books, and we really take the time to build these characters and make them true to life, like make them real, and we kind of reaping the benefits of putting in that work. So, uh, to the to to date, man, right now to this date, man, how many bestsellers do you have out there? Um, well, we how many have, how many books do you have out there? I think uh, forty four. 44 books. 44 books. Right. Um, we Shout out to, to, to President Barack Obama. Hey, I love we, Barack. Yeah, we love you I too, man. Him, man. We love you, man, already. I miss So him, 44 man. books, how many bestsellers? Um, I think we was on the list maybe seven times. Seven times. Yeah, yeah. So seven bestsellers. Yeah, yeah. Right? All our books do good. Right. They do. We was on USA Today, LA Times. Like, we we do pretty well. And then, we and, and then, and then you guys also ghostwrite books? Yeah. What is yeah. that like, man? What is that? Because I know about ghostwriting in the music yeah. industry, but I don't know what that is in, 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 in the literary world. I mean, it's like a well or you machine. Me and my wife, like, um, we ain't scared to get no money, right? So um, that's another, it's another avenue. Somebody want to book grow, come see us. 
because we the best. Right. And, you know, we just look so at inter- it. So do they come and tell you their story? Yeah, absolutely. So it's their story that they want written. Yeah, sometimes it's an idea. Right. Sometimes it's a story that uh, that's similar to their life. Sometimes it's their true story. Right. If we feel it's worth it, man, we'll, we'll do it. You know, are, you, are you ever shocked at who calls you? Yeah, yeah. Can you name some of the people that's called you? Or is it um, like somebody who doesn't really care? Um, You know, I mean... I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to do that because maybe they don't want people to know right. that they was asking for a ghostwriter. Right. But a couple people. Have okay. Called. And they yeah. got books out there that's doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wrote some other bestsellers too. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Does it feel weird that you have some bestsellers out there? No. And you see that shit and you like, yo, we can't even put our name on that shit. No, you know what? If, if <laughs> we didn't have bestsellers of our own, maybe right. I would feel away. Right. But... I'm a businessman. You right. pay for that secrecy, and that's what I'm gonna give to you. I'd be happy for a person, man. I want everybody to win because I know how I feel to lose over yeah. and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I ain't never hating on a win because I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try my hardest to win, and I'm gonna try my hardest to like succeed. So another person's um, wins or losses doesn't affect me. Right. Yeah. So at what point, man, does does this cash money publishing? Yeah, you know what, approach man? You, man. Yo, baby, listen, man. A lot of niggas talk greasy about baby. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you two things about baby. For one, he a he a gangster, right? In a classic sense. Yeah, like like he not not in a bad way. He right. just from the street. Right. And he true to that. And so he just a good person, man. Him and Slim. Like, you know, they changed our life. Like they gave us a deal that we never saw before. Right. He always kept his How word. did they reach out to y'all? Um, through my agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we share the same agent as well. Okay. Yeah, so so um, your agent probably broke it that or casually broke it that or um well Slim was a fan of our books already. Slim okay. reads a lot. He's right. he's very sharp, by the way. And and, and right. quiet. Yeah, and sharp. See, he my style though, right. you gotta understand. So um they already knew what they wanted to do. They approached us. We made it happen. We wrote three books with him. And baby still my I heard guy. that check was undeniable, man. Oh my goodness. It was the best I ever had. It changed your life completely, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I knew it was like, all right, I could do whatever I want. Right. I can do whatever I want if I just put my mind right. to it. And and how did it feel, man, like at this point, you being this black literary author, mm-hmm. but the biggest check is coming from another black another man. black man. I mean, it just felt good, man. It felt good. It changed my life. And I just um I wanted more. It just made me hungrier right. for more. All right, so now and I'm not trying to get in your pocket, man, but no, no, no. how disciplined were you with that money, man? Um I was mm, Fairly good with money. Right. I'm fairly good with money. So the unfairly part. Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you, would you nah. do with the unfairly part? No, no, no. See his wrist. No, I nah. mean the wrist is. He said nah, that's nah, light cover, early, yeah, man. He said the shit on his wrist. That ain't about nothing. <laughs> that ain't about nothing. I just um, I just make great calculated moves. Right. And the streets taught me that. You know what, man? I um, I was in uh Warner Brothers, right? And they asked me. They was like, uh, "Yo, how did you get so business savvy? Where did you graduate from?" And I was so embarrassed because I dropped out of college because we got the book deal. Right. And I wanted, to, I wanted to tell him something, but I couldn't. But once I started thinking back, I said, yeah, I got my degree in the streets because mm-hmm. my OGs taught me about risk and loss and, and balancing and kind of catering to the customers. So I learned through the streets. Like it was an old man named Cowboy used to be on uh, Harriet and Saginaw. This in Flint, right? So they used to panhandle outside this this corner store. It was like five guys, five rhinos, they right. panhandling, right? 
And every time somebody used to walk up, they used to, yo, you got a, you got a loose dollar, you got, yo, big homie, give me, you know what I'm saying? Little dog, give me $2. But Cowboy used to wait until they passed the crowd and they walk into their car, he'd open the door for them. Then he asked, spend some time with them. I didn't know, but he was teaching me how to cater. Service. To yes. Quality. Yeah, so and he told me this, and I didn't understand it, but I do understand it now. I said, yo, Cowboy, how you be getting all that money? You got $10 in your hand. They got 50 cents. He said, never chase two rabbits. You'll end up losing them both. Mm. So basically he was telling me, target one thing and go after it aggressively. You understand what I'm saying? They, when you somebody passed... When, 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 uh, when, uh, soaking up so much game, right you hear now. that? Target one thing one and, th- and, and oh, go after. aggressively. Absolutely. You hear me, my dog? Yeah, I was thinking something else. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you, yeah. You, you, I'm bringing it back home, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. You know, safe, internet's mind your business. Mind your yeah, business. Yeah. Mind your business. <laughs> you know, cash used to walk past. You know, they asked the cat for a dollar. As soon as they look like they saying no, they looking for the next person. Right. But cowboy just focused on one motherfucker. Yo, yeah. I'm gonna follow you to the car. I'm gonna open the door for you. I might be missing five people passing. But I got I you. I got you. Right? And I know I got you because my mm-hmm. service is undeniable. Never chase two rabbits. You'll lose them both. Mm. That's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, and that's what my book about, too. The Streets Had No King. It come out April 25th with okay. St. Martin's Press. Okay. And it's all about that. It's all about the lessons I right. learned. Great story. So, you know, it's amazing, man. As you're progressing in, in, in your craft and your subject matter and, and your, in your career, like Murderville, too. Yeah. Right? Murderville, too. Y'all not only talk about drug trafficking, mm-hmm. but you talk about human trafficking absolutely and you're talking about now it's not just the hood now it's not just mm-hmm. flint michigan you're talking about the different continents you're talking about yeah. the motherland you're talking about africa you're talking about sierra leone like how, how are you writing uh-huh. about shit from sierra leone how do you get into that well you know what we um we wrote about every way you could hustle right every street element right so we said yo we want to write about something that's global yeah so um, me and my wife was talking. We were like, yo, we're going to write over their heads. The people that fuck with us, they from the gutter. And we said, yo, we just going to make them grow with us. If they don't understand, let's write it so they can learn and understand. Let's take them through the steps. Yeah, so we did our homework, studied the uh, the, the practices, um, Sierra Leone, and we just came up with this. Did, didn't y'all travel to Africa also? No, y'all, no, no. Y'all no. never been there? No, no, no. No, no. So, so how y'all getting these resources? To I mean, just being diligent with right. uh, research, um, asking questions. Right. I actually interviewed a couple ladies that was from Sierra Leone. Right. And um, they really helped us. And um, People that had actually been yeah, yeah, this victims from, of, of human trafficking. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you have to do it. You're, you're not going to do the book any justice if you don't do your homework. Right. And we did it. And I learned so much. It's actually my favorite series. We did that with Cash Money. Yeah. Let me ask you something, man. It's 2017, man. Like, you know, the, the narrative is that slavery has been abolished, it's been, you know, several hundred years. Yeah. But 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 there's still slavery going on Absolutely. right on our nose, man. Can you talk about that? Yeah, man. People say slavery is, is done. But yo, it's it's people that still go through the same chambers and and, and ride boats and shit. Yeah, man, shit is is it's slavery is still alive. Yeah, human trafficking is real, right? So I think people should kind of pay more attention to that. And kind of do your research and see how people's coming over here, um, getting shipped into the red light district, forced to prostitution. It, it hurts my heart. You know, you so, talk to these people. Yeah, yeah. We actually interviewed these people, kind of sat with them. How did you get over here? 
what made you come over what here? What makes you locked in? Yeah, like, no, what makes you keep, what keeps you a yeah. slave, a modern day slave? No ID, no IDs, no, no ID. passport. Really, no passports. They just here, and you know some of them kind of escape and they can tell that story, but it just blew my mind that it still happened. You know, so yeah, it's real touchy. You know what's also amazing, man, is that not only your books moving in the street, but I've read that the cartel series, the cartel, yeah, is probably the biggest. Um, it's a bestseller. Yeah. In, in 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 prisons. Yeah, yeah. They they banned us in a couple of prisons. Why? Because it's like um, <laughs> people write me and they be like, "Yo, y'all joints is worth X amount of cartons, right?" So people like that's like the creme de la creme, right? You got the cartel. It can start shit, you know. So we just uh, like, how do I get these cartons? Like motherfuckers yeah. like start acting crazy. And, yeah. Like, fights break out to yeah. get your book. Yeah, it's the hundred dollar bill in prison. Right. That's it. But you know, I got, it's a whole genre of people that's writing fire books. Right. But just us in particular, the cartel is is real popular there, right? So. Um, when you make the new best, the, the New York Times bestseller list, mm-hmm. what does that do to your stock, and what does that do to you? It goes up. Like well, you, actually, yeah, the publisher they give you a bonus, right? Right. To because it, to be in there, yeah, you you make the list, you get a bonus, and the particular placement, like one through five, get X amount, five through ten, X amount. So it's it's. It's great incentives, right? And especially if they don't think you make it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that you will make it, right? right? They There's, think you will not make it. Right, right. They, they'll set a uh, a bar that they think you won't hit. Like, yo, like, we'll, we'll give you X amount of dollars to make the like, contract like, look give, good. Give us a bar, man. Give us a Like, what's a bar? I ain't going to talk money. Right. You no, know, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about money, but, like, how many books? Like, if they, like, they, because um, it's based on sales, right? Right, it's based on sales, but it's, like, timing as well. Right. So within like, within the first month, that this like how does the I, well, I, I don't know how the New York best is it based on the first week? Yeah, is it based on the first yeah, yeah, two they, weeks? No, they do it by the weeks. Right, you sell X amount, but you know what? The New York Times has a secret formula that they don't Nobody let anybody right, knows. Right, right. Like so, um, I believe it was like a oh like a businessman. His his wife wrote a book, and he went and just bought every book in the country, and they manipulated the list. Right. So after that, the New York Times kind of created a formula that they won't so you don't tell know anybody. What that magic number. Is. Nah, right. nah. You're not smarter than those people. They right, they right. kind of know books, right. right? So they have a formula that they kind of don't make public. So I don't know. Like it, it, it's no trick. There's no number. You know, you just gotta you gotta move units. But you make the New York Times, right? Uh-huh. And so your customary audience, yeah, your customary customer is black, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah, absolutely. Does that open you up to a whole different audience? Um. Yeah. Yeah. People uh, take notice because some avid readers, man, they look at the list and they they say, "Yo, this is my uh, this is my shopping cart. What I'm gonna get from this list?" Right. And um, if you're on that list, it, it kind of opens so you, you so, up. So you have a, a do you have a healthy white following? Uh, um, yeah. They, well, you gotta have a a, a small white following if you right. get the New York Times list. What kind of white person reads your books? Man? Yo, you, <laughs> yo, we get <laughs> yo, we get emails from. Seventy-year-old white women, really? Yeah, yeah, young kids, a fifteen-year-old skateboarder. So it kind of varies between fifteen and seventy. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Let me ask you something, man. Like, uh-huh. like, why is to this date, man? Like, not just you, and I think you've definitely pushed the genre so far, man. But why to this date, man? And I kind of already know the answer, but why? Why is black literary authors, uh-huh. man? Why are they snub so much in the industry? Um, I don't know, man. See, people, you have to realize. 
is going to be the top of the barrel and the bottom of the barrel right. in every genre. In hip-hop, you're going to have the, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have the people that's not as talented right. and you got the top, right? But it seems like we get thrown all in one barrel. Right. If they read a bad book, you know, they say all the rest of it is the same way. Right. All of the smut, cursing, bad writing. Traditional, like, yeah. typical themes, right. But it's like that in every genre. Right. It's, it's some bad romance books. You know what I'm saying? Some bad mystery books. But what about the top? What about the upper echelon? And that's what we play at. So it's just a bad rap that we don't deserve because we have some stars in the in the genre. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Who are some of your contemporaries that are stars, man? Um, Ashley Antoinette is the best. That's my wife. Yeah, of course. But um Kawan Foy is amazing. Um I don't really read too much. I'm too busy writing. Right. Quan is good. Sister Soldier is a monster. You know, I, I'm gonna tell you, man. I, the the one dominant book that has changed most of our lives is Alex Haley's Absolutely. autobiography of Malcolm X. When did you read that? Mm, I read that when I was younger. Right. Yeah, and we talking about Malcolm When you read Little. that, man. When you read that, because yeah. like. You talked about reading like Sister Soldier, the coldest yeah. winter in the whole night, yeah. and like they're writing shit like that. Yeah. But when you pick up the autobiography of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. you know this is yeah, man. some other, Absolutely. other, other shit. It was so powerful because you know he came from Detroit. That's yeah. up the road. Yeah. And um, Detroit Red, right? Yeah, Detroit Red, Malcolm Little, and he just come from this harsh background. He was like one of the, you know, premier pimps. Like he he doing the worst shit you could do as a man, as a black man, right? And he turned it to something so beautiful, so powerful, so anti-establishment. That was so honorable because he went from one extreme to the to next. To lead of a nation. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Great man. Yeah. Great man. I love that book, yeah. by the way. How do your books do overseas, man? Um, I don't I don't know. I don't think we... It's coming, but I don't think we... Uh, I ain't, we ain't making noise over there yet. Right, right. But we'll work hard and try to do it. Okay. Next year, maybe it's a different story. Okay. Now, now, I know you don't like to mention names, but mm-hmm. a name came up. Oh, man. And, and, and he's a legendary name. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, Rick Ross rapped about him, and you know what I'm saying? A lot of legendary rappers uh, rapped about him. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You know, Big Meech, man. Yeah. I, I heard you have a relationship with him, man. Uh, yeah, he, he a great man. He right. wrote me a couple times. Right. We keep it at that. Right. You know, we keep it at that. He's a great man. Is there a possibility? They need, they need there, to release him. Is they need po- to free Big Meech. Really? Yeah, because I think he can do better on the outside right. than the inside. Is there a possibility that you might write his story? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If he said, I don't even like to talk about but stuff if he like said, that. But you know, you, you've been yeah. listening to the show, yeah. my dude, mm-hmm. for how many years? You yeah. know, I'm going to ask you. know, I'm not yeah. going to softball you. Yeah, I know. You know, but but if the opportunity came for you to write his book, man, how would you approach that, man? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That's a, mm, I don't know. It'll be a great story. Right. Yeah. So let me flip it around, man. What mm-hmm. stories that are out there that you would love to write about? Like, um, na- name, name some names. Yeah. Of people that, 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 that has inspired you that you would love to write about. You know what? If you had the rights to, that, to, yeah. to, to the book, man. Yeah, you know what, man? I want to write. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I want to write Fat Joe book. Mm. I think he got some great stories. And, and I know a and gangster. he's an amazing storyteller. Yeah. I know a gangster when I see him. Right. You know what I like about Fat Joe? He smiles. Yeah. You know, the gangster smile. 
he cut from my cloth where you ain't got to be the tough man. Yo, yo, Joe, you know what? Mm. You know, we got this PR people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I got, yo. I like like Joe. I want to do. Rock Nation, let's do this, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um. Yo, Rock Nation, I need need a a cut. I need a cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like, um. Wait, let me tell you this about Nas, right? Right. We had a meeting with his manager. Well, let me tell you this Mm -hmm. about Nas. Okay. Let me tell you this about Nas. So, when I got my book deal, Mm -hmm. my agent was Judd Lahey. Okay. And Judd Lahey was at ICM, so I was technically signed to ICM. Okay. And what got us to sign to ICM was the fact that our literary agent, Judd Lahey, had the rights to Nas's autobiography. Mm. And he was like, yo, this shit is almost done. Yeah. This shit is almost done. This shit is almost done. And it never happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned Nas, man. Yeah, I think his story would be a, a phenomenal story. Right. But what I do want to say about, because these stories don't get told. Like, um, I sat with his manager. Um, he's a good guy. I think his name was Tony. He a good hustler. He like a, he looked Mexican. He a hustler, right? And um, we sat, we told him what we was trying to do. He went back to talk to Nas. He came back. He said, yo, Nas was like, yo, are they black? He said, yeah. He said, yo, let's do it. Yo, for that, that's like nepotism in a different way. Yeah, it's black privilege. Yo, and the, I the love rare, it. The rare times when black privilege works. Yeah, that never happens. Right. When Nas was like, yo, they black, let's do it. Right. Right? And I just, even though that it didn't go through because right. his his situation, our situation, it didn't coincide. Okay. But I always respect him for that. Right. Um, who else? Um, I want to do, I think Jay will make a, a, like an amazing business book. Right, and I think I'm the dude to do it because I understand the root of the of the hustle. Right, right. Um, what were you working on a project with 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 our beloved, beloved? Yeah, that, tax man. stone. Yo, free free tax man. Listen, free tax man. Let me tell you something about tax man. He, he's so intelligent. He's so intelligent, and some of the shit that he's um, so he's so yeah, ghetto too. That's my nigga, man. Right. I fuck with tax. I don't mm. got no problems with him. That's my nigga, right? He um he was actually supposed to come to Flint. He was gonna do something for the young boys. Mm. See, that's stuff that people don't put in the media. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And how intelligent he is. We was working on documentaries. We just was we I think two days after we announced our project, the unfortunate situation right, happened. Right, 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 right. You know, it's unfortunate that somebody passed and uh, rest in peace to them. Right, of course. You know what I'm saying? Course. I, I don't that's wish death on nobody. Right. But I'm just talking, I don't know. I know tax. Right. And I'm saying he a good dude. You know what I'm saying? And I just really think um, I think he's gonna get through it, man. If he shake this one off, he's yeah. coming out like pop. How far did y'all come along with that project, man? Or was it just a concept? No, we done. Y'all done? Mm. Yeah, we done. Listen, listen, York, what up? Yeah, listen, yo, man. Yo, we've been working. Yo, me and Tax been talking about this joint a year and a half. Yo, like, listen, man. Yeah. Whatever happens, man, you, you you know you got a home, right? Yeah, man. I appreciate that. You know that. you got a home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? I've been hearing. Throughout the hallways of the engine room, man, that, that we we need to do a collaboration, yeah, man. Yeah, we're gonna work, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, listen, man. I mean, the thing, and 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 after this episode off air, I'll show you what I'm working on, man. But, okay. But 2017, man, it's like you know, let me own this. Like I understand the impact of the Combat Jack show on podcasting, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm really appreciative appreciative that people are coming in the game. Uh-huh. You know, shout out to Rap Radar and, and Nori and. Mm-hmm. Not to let, you know, it's the real. Who's been doing this before us? But yeah. like everybody that's in the game right yeah. now, I'm, I, I'm glad that we helped yeah. make this thing yeah. an option. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen. But in 2017, man, it's like I want to expand the dimensions of what we know yeah. as black podcasting. 
Rates it, it's, like I want to like build. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. doesn't have to be a one floor condo. Yeah, I think it's coming, man. When I think of podcasts, I think of Combat Jack. I really think you the, uh, like you the father of it, man. And I ain't just saying that. I fuck with you, man. I no, think that you. shit is phenomenal. I think what you do in your journalism skills—that's what impresses me. Yeah, how's it feel? Intellect. How's it feel? How's this feel, man? Yeah. Like. Being on the other side and now yeah. we into how's that feel, man? Is this shit surreal or yeah, what, yeah, man? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my nigga. Yes. <laughs> Yo, you gotta talk about how you you kick down the door with Hollywood, man. Because yeah. we're talking about you as this superstar. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying this phenomena in literary in the literary world and black in the in black literary world, but Hollywood, man. Yeah, it was um. Hollywood was hard to get into. Were you actively trying to get into it? Yeah, for, I mean, since we uh, found out that we were pretty good, right? We've been trying, and um, Hollywood is like it's half timing, and then it's like a talent, of course, right? But then it's the vouching system. Right. Tell like, us about the story you were telling us off air. Man. Yeah, so <clears throat> M- one of the most amazing. You got it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. scene you got to you got to put <laughs> in the movie, man. Yeah, no doubt. We might do it. Yeah, right. So, so you got <laughs> to do this. This is important. Yeah. For the culture, especially yeah. the culture, yeah. and 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 the climate that we're living in right now, absolutely. Because we, because because you and I, from that story, and I just overheard it, man. Like you and I do have a mission as people that are out here and that have a voice. We gotta mm-hmm. unite not just our people. We gotta unite everybody, man. absolutely. Because you never know where that yeah that door is gonna open, man. Please, you got to share this story, man. absolutely. So, um. This is actually how I became a fan of you because I don't fly. Like, I stopped flying for, like, four years. So on this particular day, it's, you can actually Google it. I think ABC did a story on it. I was going from Detroit to Dallas. Right. And uh, um, I came in. It was, like, an early morning flight, so it wasn't a lot of people on. So I came on, and then this Arab guy came on. You know, he had the full beard, the um, the hat thing. I think it's that Yeah, he had that on. And, you know, me instantly— Thinking like nine eleven, I'm looking at him funny. You know, I'm uh, I'm a nigga in first class. He looking at me funny. And he's in first class too. Right? Yeah, we we're the only two in first class. So he gave me a little look. I gave him a look. So there's tension between y'all. Not really tension, but I was I was looking at him. and He was looking at me like, what the you know, fuck you looking at? Yeah, yeah. It was it was obviously something, right? Right. So about twenty minutes into the flight, the plane dropped. Boom. It's dropping like it's dropped like hundreds, hundreds yo, of listen, feet. yo, combat. I thought I was going to die. You hear me? <laughs> and um <laughs> yo, listen, I I can't explain it. I reached out my hand, he reached out his hand, and we just started praying together. I I don't know this man from Adam. So the plane straightened up and the, the pilot explained that. It was an unauthorized skydiving plane that came into view. He had to drop. Right. So nothing was wrong with the plane, but he had to drop. He had to drop. It and wasn't he, weather conditions or anything. No, no. You can look it up. It's crazy, yeah. right? So um, so he basically ducked a skydiving yeah. plane. Yeah, I mean, dro- I mean, dropped. I mean, this not just little. Like, he dropped hundreds of feet. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Yo, g- yo, God. Yo, listen, God. <laughs> I've heard so many stories <laughs> about planes dropping. Yo. And, and a plane crash yo, does not like, scare me as much as... The plane dropped because you live past. (laughs) That's trauma. Yo, listen, it it made me stop flying. Right. But anyway, the plane straightened out. And me and this guy, I said, yo, I'm sorry. He said, yo, I'm sorry, too. Sorry for what? For judging. Right. I judged him. I did not know that man. Yes, I did not know that man from Adam. And I was dead wrong. 
That's why I never do that again. And he he judged me. He judged me. He thought I was just another, another just another nigga in yeah. first class. Like Absolutely. what you doing in first class? Yeah. And he admitted it. I admitted it. We talked the whole way to Dallas, and um, we and you became told what friends. You did? Yeah, I told him what I did. I had a I had a book in my my briefcase. Which said, book? Um, it was Cartel. Okay. Right? And, and what did he tell you? What he did? Yeah, he was in um he was a producer. Okay. Right. So um, but he do like local television shows. Okay. Nothing too big. Right. 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 And we kept in contact, emailed. He said, "Yo, I read the book. I never read a book like this. I loved it." And he actually. A couple years later, he said, y'all want you to meet somebody. He introduced me to somebody. They introduced me to my agent, which is 50 Cent's agent, right. movie agent. Right. Got me a deal. Me and my wife a deal with Warner Brothers and Universal. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's so, crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. You know your life is not typical, man. The trajectory of your life wow. is not some trajectory. Sh- I mean, some not, not some normal shit, man. Mm, it's normal to me. When wifey put the, the, the nine on his lap. Yeah. That was nine piece. That was yeah. it. That's she beautiful. You, she yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's crazy. So what what projects are you working on? What, uh, yeah. What's the difference between the book world mm-hmm. and Hollywood and what projects are you working on? All right, on so um, I'm not at liberty to talk about it, but we have a Warner Brothers situation. We're working on a Haitian family. Yo, it's phenomenal. You hear me? It's phenomenal. We're one of the right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. So I can't wait to tell you. So we, 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 we'll talk about it. We'll we do it. We'll be, oh, 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 we were talking to these two companies. They were the last two companies left. And we was like, yo, who are we going to sign with? And, yo, we just have a phenomenal, a phenomenal agent, Kyle, right? He got us the he got us the ball. He got us both deals. So we signed two deals within two weeks of each other. Wow. Yeah, he got us both deals. How's those Hollywood checks, man? I love it. It's, not, it's like no other. It's no other. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited. So when when might we see the light of day with regards to some of these projects? Mm, I don't know. It's coming. Though. It's coming. It's coming very soon. How close are you to some to some of these releasing, man? Um, like I can't 2019, speak on it. Nah, nah, 2018, nah, 2017. Nah, pilot season be right around the corner. Pilot season, oh, yeah. yeah. So you will hear about it. So we're gonna see your shit before the Black Panther movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. absolutely. Now I've also heard that I've also read that you've taken a turn in directing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I directed two films right but i pulled them off the shelves because i wanted to like at first i thought we we thought like this like yo hollywood not gonna fuck with us right we're gonna put our own money up yeah we're gonna put our own bread up and we're just gonna shoot it right so that's what we did no favors took our own bread shot two full movies and we just was content with that so you sit on two birds right now yeah yeah but i'm gonna resell them right you understand so like, Get the name up, maybe do a deal with Netflix yeah, yeah, or something yeah, just, like just that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got an agent. I don't. I'm not yeah. an expert in the field. Yeah. So I mean, the stakes are raised now. Right. So those are like irrelevant. Like now, we got potential to make some of the most groundbreaking things in a long time. Like we don't have that. Like our John. I mean, I'm sorry. Our generation don't have um, the dead presidents, mm-hmm. minister, society, boys yes. in the hood. Yeah. 
Yeah, and John Singleton, that's my man, by the way. He's Boys phenomenal. Hood. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, man. My 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 son, who just turned twenty this past weekend, mm. said, "Your pops, I just saw Menace. Mm. It's fucking unbelievable." Yeah. And then he just yeah. started talking about all the other movies, like mm. you know, you know, New Jack City. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he loved paid in full. And it's just so seeing how the next generation yeah. is hungry yeah. for yeah. shit that speaks to their generation. That's not, I mean, what movies do we have right now? I mean, you got, you. I mean, listen, I think Hollywood, like black people, particularly in this year, is kind of cliche, especially since last year was, yeah. you know, Oscar's so white now that the hashtag is Oscar's so black. I don't know if that, <laughs> if that, if they said, if that's, if it's that, that guilt thing, but yeah. the quality of movies that they're getting specifically for the black audience, I don't think the kids have. Say so other than like you know, say straight out of Compton. That was phenomenal. You know, yeah. and even Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures is an amazing movie, but I don't know if that speaks to the kids. Yeah, we just need our we need our generation yes. of the streets. I only can speak for the streets. I, it, there are some beautifully made black movies yeah. out. I just but, saw Moonlight the other day, man. Yeah, that was cool. I just you know. Uh, We'll talk about it. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? It just, it focused on the wrong thing. Right. But right. I, I'm for it. I'm behind it. Anything right, right. black, I'm with. Right, right. You understand? So um, we have great black movies, but we don't have those movies that speak from the gutter, from the belly of the beast. Exactly. We don't have the bellies, the right. into deeps, you know? Damn, you said into deep, man. Yeah, yeah. We going we gonna to do that. Right. Yo, Reg, we going to do that. No, I believe you. Yeah, we going to do it and I we going to keep on working. And we going to keep on grinding. I believe you, man. Yeah. Um, Last question, man. All right. Top five MCs. I, I, Tupac. Mm-hmm. Right, because when he when he said "Dear Mama," and when he said "Even though you a, a crack fiend, you a black queen," right? My he mom was that. You. He spoke to you because he made it cool. I was like, "Yo, somebody else going through that." So that Pac was always like, "Man, I love Pac." I'm like, "Yo, that's my brother." Because he going through the same shit I'm going through. Just me hearing it as a little boy. I think it came out when I was nine to ten. Damn. Yeah. So. That would always be my favorite. Biggie, mm. his storytelling, Nas, the Dayton family out of Flint, Michigan. Mm. Forever Dayton family out of Flint, Michigan. Well, now, who's in the Dayton family, man? You, Bootleg. You, so you, you got to name one because we had somebody that came up and was like, yeah. yo, I want to say uh, Black Star. I want to <laughs> say Wu-Tang. <laughs> you know, you, it got to be one. Yeah, it, not, it can't be no group. No, nah, no, nah, Bootleg and Shushan. It was okay. my favorite, man. Okay. I got, they like together. Right, okay. They phenomenal. And the last one. Uh, I can't yo okay, I'm gonna tell you Nas, Nas, but yo, the new fab new the new fab? The new fab, huh? Yo, I'm glad you that mentioned nigga, Fab. Yo, yo, the new fab is Fab is probably the most underrated yo, of consistent. All time. Like he's yeah. been in the game since what? 2098. We're talking about clue tapes. Clue tapes. Mace. Fab Mace dropped the same day as Blueprint 911. Yeah. Yo, Fab is phenomenal. Yeah. Me and Fab are supposed to be doing something too, oh, man. Word. Yeah, Fab got to stop playing, man. Me and him, we've Yo, been working Fab on stop something. Fab playing, too. my, yeah, my yeah. nigga. But he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's, he's in my, I don't hear people putting him in the top five, mm. but they should. Right. Because they stuck on that old rap. Right. Like, yo, but think about what he's done for the last seven years. Consistent, he been feeding the streets and not selling out. Yeah, man, he phenomenal, man. He gonna go down as one of the best, man. He like he Jay, he Jay to me. He like another Jay. Yeah, you With, know how you know how sometimes you want Jay to be on that old shit. Yeah, that's the old shit. Yeah, like reasonable. Now, Danny, you know what? It's funny, man. I was in Cali this past summer. Okay, and Cali niggas was like, "Yo, you from Brooklyn, man? Like, yeah. who did Jay pass the torch to?" 
And I was like, fab. And they was like, yeah, they was all, we all agree. Yeah. I was like, fab. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That might yeah. not be the most popular yeah. opinion, but that's the realest opinion. Jam my top five too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, he. That's you yeah. can't have nine niggas in your top five. I'm Quavo. sorry, man. You can't have nine niggas in your top five, I'm Quavo. <laughs> Yo, listen, Jaquavis Coleman, man. This has been an honor. My I'm pleasure. glad this happened, man. Like, like wishing you continued success, man. Thank you, my brother. Um, let's sh- let's change the game, man. Let's do it for real. Let's change the game, man. And, and like I said, man, you know, I, you know, my thing is, you know, sometimes I'm hard to lock in. Yeah. Once you lock in, man, the, the, you know, we breaking bread, man. Come through. If we got another guest, man, come, 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 guest host with us, man. So, and I and I gotta meet Ashley, man. Absolutely, I gotta hear her side, man. Wonderful I gotta, person. I, I gotta, I gotta hear a person that changed your life, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm gonna saying? introduce you. Yeah, I'm please, please, please. Yeah, so, yeah. so are you, 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 are you still in Michigan, man? You still in? Yeah, yeah, based out of Michigan. Yeah, how's Michigan right now? I heard it's, I heard it's changing up like crazy. It's, uh, gentrification is hitting it, right? Yeah, yeah. Properties crazy. Yeah, it's home, but I think we're gonna come back. Right, right. You know my our girl, like uh, the initial. Oh yes. Combat Jack, show ride or die. Oh where? NY Delight. NY Delight. Oh. Like she was like she rocked with us like half of first season, Detroit. but she was so gully. Yeah. Like she she was the only chick on the show. She was gully than everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like like NY you you scaring everybody so so you know but she 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 really you know planted her her DNA in the show man and she moved back to. To Detroit, and I'm heard she's doing amazing things right now, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. She's she's into fitness, and she's got heavy this, in the community too. Heavy in the mm-hmm. community, she's got this uh kind of like a soul, a soul cycle thing, yeah. and, and okay, and a okay. dad. So like y'all should really connect, man. Like NY De- like her hashtag is NY Delight, man. I Amina, Amina Daniels, man, beautiful chick, Dope. and and definitely, and she's always repped. Even uh, though I don't understand the NY Delight I thing, see but glowed <laughs> up too. I see you. I see you, NY Delight. Nah, she was always glowed up. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, we all thirsty, my nigga. hugging on something. Salute. No, she was always nigga. You didn't see that when she was coming to the to the studio. Be discreet. Yeah, she was discreet, but yo, (laughs) you know, but she bad. Let me let the thirst Uh, out. Like, like, let it out. Let me let it out, man. NY Delight probably got the sexiest tattoos I've ever seen. No, 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 no. You're not. Let me. You interrupted, man. You let me. Let me finish the sentence. She got the illest tattoos I've ever seen. Like, first of all, her body is immaculate. Shea yeah. butter from, from like from like the yoga and just the shea butter, right? But she got these two fucking guns on each hip, and I'm like, that's the gulliest shit I've ever seen. Your yeah, NY crazy. delight, man. We love you, man. Thank you for contributions to the Combat Jack Show, man. <laughs> Yo, Quavo, man, thank you so much, man. And thank I, you, I look my forward to seeing you man, and breaking bread with you, man. Likewise. Yes, sir. King. Yo, man, listen. Are we on a run right now? I just Are listen. we on a run right now? Niggas, niggas are trying to throw dirt on our can, name last can, year. Can, can, I, I, I want to make my acting debut with this brother. A word? I'll I I let my hair out. Nah, fuck I your hair. Nah, shit. Cut I burn your, my how shit. How about if he says you got to cut your shit? I cut it. Bald. I cut it. Okay. I cut it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, listen. Yeah, this is dope, man. Yeah, this yeah. is super dope. Nah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Internets, man. You know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound and ringtones, my nigga. Let's go. Be quarter. What up? Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menna, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.